Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. A grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. Oh, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Permission was the show. Permission was the show. Then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Okay, guys, how are you all out there? I uh, hope you're all keeping safe as best you can and uh, isolating as best you can as well. I know it's it's, it's difficult times. It's, I was just thinking... Um, you're welcome obviously back to the Irish Examiner's uh, podcast Um, we won't call it a National League one or we won't call it anything other kind of a one at the moment because we really don't know where we stand it's hard to believe on the 9th of March when we did what was one of my favourite ones with Mark with Mark Landers hopefully we'll have Mark one of the days again Um, but we had Fergal Horgan and we had Conor Lane in and we had great debate and we learned so much I think about how the referees um, operate and the way they operate and, and it was one of my more enjoyable ones I have to say driving home I was saying that was that was interesting and I think people found it interesting so today we, we're just uh, kind of thinking about things and I suppose wondering about things so we're joined by Kieran Shannon um, who's probably only in the road for me in Ballier uh, but might as well be a mile away John Fogarty where, where are you John? Dublin. 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 Oh my God, yeah. You're not even in tip. No, no. I wouldn't be allowed there at the moment. I wouldn't, wouldn't be allowed you. there at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. And, and Larry, Larry is in is at home in tip, are you, Larry? Home in Cork? Oh, I'm in Cork. In Cork. Yeah, we're all over the country. So, yeah, we have we have a good good mix that way anyway, you know. So, lads, I suppose, you know, I suppose, like, we'll try and keep this going once a week and... Uh, Maybe we shorten it. We usually have are in around the hour and getting good at the hour as well, getting very good at the time. And so uh I suppose we'd shoot the breeze on a few things. We we put it up on Twitter and we got some fantastic responses and some fa- fantastic questions. And I think we'll save some of them. Um and we'll have a look at a couple of them today. But overall, I suppose, first of all, people are wondering out there in jail and and I suppose we'll keep it maybe hurling specific, I suppose, since it's kind of um, my side of things. Um, if we'd Mike on the other line now as well, we could make it do an hour and let him take up the football for the other half an hour because I know the two year are well able to do that as well. I'd probably be only a, um, uh, I wouldn't be a Clandy Gad stalwart like you, Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering, lads, you know, the championship, if, if we're going to have a championship even, you know, I was interested to look at Gerlach Nan's column earlier in the week where he said it's probably fanciful to even think, you know, we, we all have heard like about the that we are, you know, halting the curve and, and, and stalling things. But like he said, it's fanciful probably to expect 30,000 40, people to be in Torles in July and we not having a vaccine for this virus, you know. Um, so 
you know, I wonder, are, are we, are we, you know, uh, are we being just overly optimistic, thinking we will have championship this year? Well, about the only guy who's making sense at those White House press conferences is your man, Dr. Tony Falky, and he made the point that, look, you don't set the te- deadline, the virus sets the deadline, and look, we're doing a better job over at the moment, as you alluded to there, flattening the curve, etc. But, you know, this, you mentioned the height of the summer there, Anthony, like, we we don't know when this will be, but let's, so, John is on to the powers that be in Crow Park more more so than I would be. But, you know, you have, you have to think that they have contingencies. They have plan A's, plan B's, plan C's, plan D's. Plan E is, let's say, no championship, like Jer alluded to. But let's say if you had it, let's say let's say if it, if, if, it, if it was September, like, like, wouldn't it be better to have a championship of some descript? And what, like, I just think there would be such a... Um, there would just be such an interest in it, uh, and it would be it would obviously be a different format to to what we've had. But um, what a carnival of celebration of life as much as the game, and to, to meet each other if, if 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 it was actually okay to do it, it would be fantastic to have it. Um, so, like you would you would be hoping that there would be, but I mean, yeah, it's not going to be. Let's just say we're not going to have which has been such a joy in our lives the last two summers, which has been, you know, hurling week in, week out throughout May and June here in Munster in particular. What do you think, John? Yeah, Kieran, Kieran's right about that. I think as much as as much as the GA are trying to uh, keep their powder dry, I say there's all sorts of contingency plans, Stalo. Um, as I said, Plan E is probably what Kieran is mentioning. Um, what are the priorities is the, is the big question for them at the moment. And, I think county county championships are, are a priority. We're going to have county championships this year. There's no denying that. People will need that. People will demand that. In terms of provincial club championships and Ireland Ireland club championships, unless they move till you know the start of 2021, we might not see them this year. After that, then, as far as I'm concerned, it's the inter-county championship. Uh, what way you want it? Obviously, the provinces will want the uh, you know they, uh, Fergal McGill was talking last week about the possibility of um, the, the, the old championship that we knew uh, a couple of years ago uh, before the, the the round robin, which was you know you lose your provincial game and you go into the qualifiers. Um, that could be run off pretty quickly. Um, I would imagine that is what they're looking at uh, seriously at the moment because after that, then it's a case of back to your time, Dalo. And, you know, it's all on the day. But all on the day will attract a huge amount of interest. But at the same time as what Gerlach Nam was making the point in his column, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to see that. I think we're going to see attendance as being capped in some shape or form. You know. um, obviously, there will be a huge uh, grow for for these games. I'd say everything, almost everything will be probably be put on TV. There'll have to be renegotiations of TV deals and things like that. But we're, we're, there's just far too much interest. You'll probably get messages. I know I am every day from supporters. What's going to happen? What about this? What about that? We have to be very careful. I was saying it to Kieran before we came on air here that we have to be so careful about people's hopes and people need something to look forward to at the moment. And, that, you know, so what if we're being a little bit aspirational? Maybe we are, but as far as I'm concerned, there's going to be a championship and I think people will need a championship when we can come through this. Yeah, and I, I think he also mentioned, you know, and I suppose I take a lot of my uh, the limited wisdom I have from that man uh, and whatever he taught me over the years, but... Uh, he said it might be a glimpse to the future as well, and and maybe a resetting of of 
our values and and come back that maybe the club is is more valuable and and, and we need to look at the way that the GA community have rallied round and are helping you know uh, more vulnerable people in in society and that might also lead to a revalu- revaluation of that sort of thing yeah i think like as you said we're not going to get too much into um the let's say the, the, the how the football championship works but you know there there at the moment uh, there was there was it was due to be at is it is it special congress was that meant to be this year john a special congress about the championship format for football and about national leagues etc like uh, because that whole club intercounty um imbalance you know that particularly the cpa have been pushing for the last while we, we haven't that debate hasn't really got going meaningfully and um i think in this in this time that we have I, I i think it would be no harm over the next couple of months if those proposals were put forward they'd obviously have ramifications for hurling because you said anthony like i mean look i, I think the intercounty game can sometimes be wrongly accused as being um, has been nearly a, a, a force of evil when it's it's been it's a joy and it obviously I, I interviewed Paul Flynn before Christmas uh, as the GPA chief executive he was saying like that the, both both are symbiotic but as you said like at, at this moment in time when the power of the GA and essentially the power of the club and how like even here in the aforementioned Clandagad how the club has organised. Um, rotas for in terms of food deliveries helping the vulnerable the elderly like that club is is the it, it, it is this community and um, as you said going back to a re-evaluation like uh, that does need to be put back central for sure but I, I i do think and we're going to get to it maybe about what what formats the championship or that going forward could be the intercounty game is not the enemy here either. And I just think there might be need to be a recalibration. Um, but the notion of, um, so there, there might be that, Anthony, but I, I think that at the same time, the intercounty game is also the thing that sustains us. You know, like when I was, when I was growing up in Cork and, you know, and, and, and then being, let's say, covering yourselves back in the late 90s, I mean, what sustained me on a December was, Jesus, what's it going to be like on June the fifth down in the park when Claire and Tip go at it? Or it's the intercounty games that keep sustainers. The people who are calling John, uh, you know, they want to see their own club. They want to be back. The biggest thing I want to be back is down in the local club field on a Tuesday and Thursday night. You know, seeing my young fella and helping out them and and, and the daughter at the Camogie. Like that's what you really miss at this time. So it's both. We miss both. I was only saying it last night there that. Uh... Jesus, we I'm involved with our under twenty ones in Clarecastle, you know, and uh like I tell you there was nights there in, in early December driving over the twenty three or four miles and it pelting rain, freezing, and I saying, Oh Jesus, how did I let myself get involved in this? Like and I, I could have done with a year out maybe and uh not long finished with Kilmacud, I suppose, in some ways, but by Jesus, if there was only a training session tonight, I'd be, I'd be over there two hours before it, setting it up and 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 driving into it. But John, would it be so bad like if we had to go back to not even a back door, straight knockout? And as as Kieran said there, you know, like let's say 5th of August, you know, mm-hmm. Claire Tip in Cork, uh, 
winner takes all have to make the long walk back up to the imperial hotel if you're bed <laughs> tim lads roaring out the window of the car <laughs> and now they're making you walk home <laughs> that was a famous story i think from from uh 2000 myself and brian lohan were walking back up along we said we'd walk because the bus was going nowhere and this yeah. tip flag i'd say lads from holy cross now or somewhere you know five of them in the car like and the, you could hardly see out the windows with tip flags draped everywhere and your man let down the driver's window and he said now they're making you walk home <laughs> <laughs> i said keep going boss i'll give you that one now but just keep going i said i'm not far for it you know there was a certain magic to that as yeah. well as much and all as i've been one of the big exponents i suppose of the new system over the last two years yeah. and how much we've enjoyed it you know but i mean yeah. I mean, I mean, I was a victim as well. I'm not a victim now. I don't because it was the same for both of us. But the very last year before the back door came in, we were all Ireland champions, and 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 of course into Limerick. And I often said it was the most memorable day I ever hurled mm-hmm. because of the whole tension, the whole atmosphere. You could feel it like it could it was dripping out of the crowd because everybody knew the rivalry between ourselves and Limerick at the time. They yeah. failed in '94. We had got there in '95. They were coming back to do us in 96. And and you could feel it driving in in the bus, the tension, the winner yeah. take all. And yet, John, we lost and we had to go back. And and we wound up in the county final with Johnny Callan as our manager and, and beaten by a great Wolf Tones team for their first ever championship. And they went on to go to the All-Ireland Club final. And I still had an, a very enjoyable year, year's hurling. Like, would it be so bad if that, I know the time scale is the problem, would it be so bad for one year to go back to it? No, not at all. Nothing, nothing is as bad as no championship, Dale. Nothing is as bad. I think you just, you know, the the massive, you know, I, I think you just want people to appreciate what the championship was in your time. You'd love to see some of these guys feeling the pain that you felt. That's what I feel. That's what I'm getting from you there. You're, um, but no, um, no, you're absolutely right. It, it would it would be magical. It would be huge in so many ways. It would be a celebration. What Kieran mentioned there, it would just be, it would be monumental. It would be such a release for people. Um, obviously, we have to look at the Munster Championship as it is now. And Claire might think, Jesus, if it goes knockout, we've a handy, you know, we've a buy in the first round as they do this year. They're not playing on the tenth of May, or as it was the case. That, but no, that's a would roster. It, would it not have to be? Sorry, have to be would it not have to be redrawn? It would, Dillo, yeah. It would have to be redrawn. So, Claire, is more now, but what you you probably won't see games in Walsh Park and the likes of Cusack Park. That's yeah, the one yeah, downside yeah. of it. But again, beggars can't be choosers if that's the case, you know. But uh, I was just thinking about it there. You know, it will change one thing. Um, like, the last couple of years, we've always said the best squads have been winning matches. Now, you look at Tipperary in the Munster Championship last year and they used a lot of the same people and maybe that caught them out a little bit in the in the Munster final. But we probably all to a man who would argue that Limerick have the strongest squad at the moment. But if it goes knockout or even if it goes knockout qualifier, we're not talking about squads anymore. We're talking about the best 15 players, 16, 17 players. We're not talking a 20-man game anymore or a 23-man game. Because it's always it's always it, the time frame by virtue of going to knockout, straight knockout, would be because it's on a very restricted timeline, right? So a Limerick might have, yeah, go with their best 15 mm. and they're not staggering it like the way maybe is maybe is what cost Tip in 2018 in the first game down in Limerick where they were looking to games two and three and rotating the squad. But you might pick up it, you, you know, let's say they are in the first round and they beat a yeah. Tip, but then you have Cork or Waterford waiting 
the next week you're down two, you'll you'll you might need that squad because to win the All Ireland you might have to win five games. The only the only thing is you're not training during those times. You know, if it is game after game after game, you know, I think it is you're looking at your best. You're you're putting out your best guys, but it's a fair point, Kieran. Sorry for interrupting. No, but it is um, as a one-off. It would have a huge novelty to it. Um, I suppose that's probably the plan C. I suppose. What one thing just before is that historically, like because I remember the day just before the shut game came down, as in two days before it. And you realise this is getting serious, and that there might be a championship. I, I, I was finishing the column. I called Mick Foley from the Sunday Times, who had written the book The Bloody Field, and we were just speculating about what way the championship could be. And I, I suggested the idea of it being straight knockout. But one of the things that he reminded me of, which was like historically, the J um, have had championships. So, in other words, let's say the nineteen twenty championship, or let's say he wrote that book, The Bloody Field, is a hundred years tip were obviously involved in Bloody Sunday, the tip footballers. Um, they actually won the 1920 championship, but it was in 1922, you know? Like, I mean, like, historically, like, like Luknan, going back to what Luknan's saying, he might be right, as in there is no championship in 2020, but we might have a case where the 2020 championship is next spring. We might have two championships next year. Just the year, the original uh, foot and mode was at 41. Yeah, mm. Cork and Dublin contested the All Ireland final, but in actual fact, because Munster wasn't finished, right. Tip wound up the end of the year as Munster champions. That was my intro to that piece. I remember being at the '84 Munster final, and someone, one of my father's friends, like I was twelve at the time, and them said, "Did you, did you ever hear about?" Because this was pre backdoor, and you know it was. Did you ever hear the one about how Cork won an All Ireland without winning Munster? Yeah. Like, you couldn't get your head around it. And then, like they were off that vintage where they could remember the forty one, and uh, you know our children are going to be. There's going to be. This is going to be. You, you know, do you hear about what happened in twenty twenty? But like we might. That's that's possibly the. That's possibly yeah. one of the alternatives. Is we might just have it. We were speculating about the merits or not non merits for us about the Eamon Sweeney argument that if there's a, whatever hurling or football there is this year might be just time for club alone. We might actually, that's maybe the way we might have to go, but we might have it all in, we might have two championships in 2021 because I don't know if we, and I think a lot of people are like Tomas and I wrote it as well last week, like, look, you at this point, you, you've been early, like, it is so secondary, etc. cetera. But, and, and, but there is an institutional memory and it seems to be an institutional obligation to J.A. Field, which we will have a championship every year, just maybe not in the given year. No, it's a long time since we had to do it. I think it was 1925 or 26, but that has been the way that there is a 2020 All-Ireland winner. It just might be 2021. That's another isn't one. That, isn't that the one, isn't that the thing that John Doyle has over Christy Ring, that he has uh, one more Munster title? Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. He's, And like, yeah, like one of the things, Anthony, as a, as a manager yourself, right? And again, right, and it's, you know, like you, you can put this hat on, right? Um there's, there's, there's what squads are doing right now and that, but let's just say it was come about, and you know, there's a, there's a hint by the late summer that this was happening. What would you like? Would you like? Would you like? Because let's say on, on the, the, the speculation on other sports, like I'm a big NBA fan, and they're talking about right, we're going to have to fast track, obviously the playoffs, and but they were saying that they're talking about look, you'd need instead of I think there were 17, 18 regular season games still due to, to for it to be played. They said, look, you're not going to play all seventeen regular season games. But you might need four or five to have a lead in time, right? 
like let's say you were over Claire. There is a redraw, as John said, and Claire are against Cork in the first round. Like, is it just what you, you, you organize two challenge games and away you go? You, you need three weeks and away you go. What, what, what way would be fair? You have to have certain competition integrity. You'd, you'd be looking for a month. I would say, you know, because you have no contact with these guys, they're through WhatsApps, they're phone calls, what are you doing? Post up your runs there, post up a bit of your wall work and stuff like that, you know. Uh, I know even with the 21s, we're trying to encourage them and we're running a little competition, go to the wall and uh, how many reps can you get in in a minute and, and uh, this kind of thing. And we've promised 50 quid to the winner. <laughs> I tell you, it doesn't be long getting 20 year olds motivated, even though they haven't too many places to spend it at the moment. But uh, that's the sort of, you know, that's all you can do at the moment. So I'd say at that level, like, and I'd, what, I was asked about this as well, Kieran, somewhere else. And, and I'd said there would be a huge advantage, I think, um, to the established managements. Uh, so I'm talking Limerick. I'm talking Tip, um, talking probably Cody, uh, Davy Fitz going into year five. Is he Fitzy four or five? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think like for Brian Law and Liam Cahill, uh, Shane O'Neill, uh, maybe not so much Kieran Kingston because he was there before and was is very familiar with them all. But I think it'd be very tough on them, you know, because they were making real progress. Like Law had topped his group, Liam had come second in his group, I think. Um, in the league and all of a sudden then those guys you know they don't know and I also made the point that I think Limerick's week of warm weather training and Tip's weeks of warm weather training would be a huge advantage because I know the value of those like that that they're they're three and a half to maybe four weeks work because the amount of work you can do tactically but, but, but if we're into August is that advantage or like that, that that's still you think that still translates Come August, let's say. I do, I, I do, because I think at this stage, so much of it would have been videoed and, and kept, and uh, could be rehashed and and game plans that they had decided on because they'd be coming near the end of the league and facing quickly into championship, as we felt on the tenth of May, mm. that that stuff would be in the locker at least, you know, and you know, also because those teams are very used to playing a certain type of game. Think of Brian Lowe and think of Liam Cahill, let's say, think of Shane O'Neill. They're trying to introduce new stuff. And especially I know on Clare, and you'd know, you have a fair idea that there's probably a little feeling that there's a more direct approach from Clare. I think mm-hmm. the stats would have backed that up in the league game. That's where I do think maybe if it came to it and it's a tight window, that um, you do have a, um, a, a, a some form of backdoor. You know, the notion, you said Lohan's had this league and then first round, they play Limerick who... And they lose by a point to possibly the eventual All Ireland champions. That's it, gone. I know there's a certain there'll be forty thousand if you can have forty thousand according to health guidelines or public health guidelines or whatever. But I just think that's extremely cruel. Whereas you know, you know what I think is a good old county championship is the format in Clare. You know where there's a there's a there's a front door back door. Every game has a meaning. Like okay, you can afford one slip up, but uh, like how much as you said, like a Cahill or uh, a Lohan would take from one game, win or lose, you know, but that's They'd have an awful lot of slack, Doc, here, in, you know, in terms of the year and... Well, but I just think some, for the competition integrity, as much as some kind of competition is better than no competition, right? We've agreed. I just think that for the competition integrity in itself, like it's, it's 
I, I, I do feel that some form of lead-in time, and 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 what you, you, there'll be teams will have a, maybe a challenge game or two. There'll be the odd in-house game, but nothing like itself a game. And I think that's where you now you might have to forsake. I was thinking there just before you, you you joined us there, we were talking about you know like the old the, the current format we've had in Munster, where you know you four or five games. Like, is there like is there a case for if if there's seven or eight weeks, you could still have if you had a game every second or you're going to have a game nearly every weekend over a six, seven week period. Is there a case for every team having four games and you just have the top two make all Ireland semi-finals and finals? You might have to give up your monster final at the moment. We've had the monster final at the moment holds up the, the hurling championship calendar by a month because you need a two week lead into a monster final. And then there's uh, the quarterfinals have to be played off. So valuable couple of weeks either side of that are held up because we protect the provincial finals. Um, we may have to disband that, but I, I just think that there is a case, as much as there's a huge thing to the novelty of a throwback of the old do or die, that notion of leading time and a bit of competition integrity, and to be fair, that do you have at least a backdoor of one game where each team is guaranteed two games? Yeah. It's ghastly just looking back at that 96 one, you know, beaten by Limerick. Uh, and Clare was knockout at the time and there was no backdoor as we currently and I actually agree with you I love the Clare system at the moment I think it's very fair um, and you have a great chance of getting back into it and even if you do lose your second match relegation is a real threat as we know in Clare Castle for the last yeah. few years um, mm-hmm. and, and, and would have trained every bit as hard to make sure we didn't go down you know and we were in three relegation finals I think you know so I managed to come out of them somehow um, and you know it is a great system some, I still think though that for the year that's in it, knockout might just be the way. And even if, as you said, if we could get that month's lead in time, we still have our league quarterfinals and, and league semifinals decided really. Maybe they might be possibly played even if it was midweek. And one of the things I would have thought was Crow Park. And we would have seen this with the club uh, finals over the years. It's kind of the one place in the country now, unless the weather is totally... Uh, diabolical but if we've seen it with the club finals even on a bad day in Crow Park the surface is so good it's mm-hmm. so enclosed um, maybe to the wind except a swirling wind that that's the one place that would have to be opened up and used even more even maybe midweek do you know that even on a, on a Wednesday night there might be a, a Wexford Kilkenny uh, Crow Park well, double header here. with Dublin and Leash I, I, I've written this before and I know that you retweeted it or whatever or get, at least gave it a like which was there's such a and thank God there are games now the, the, the current format has been fantastic for hurling um, uh, and obviously then you know you have football as well that that you know we, we do have to look at games on a Friday night or midweek you know for television purposes at least for the promotion of the game now I, I was making the point that you would need um, to give, if you gave players enough notice that they'd have to take off work, etc. But um, I think under the current circumstances, if at all possible, it would be fantastic to have that. Um, and it would be, that would be one thing that we would hope to keep. I, I do think we have to look at the odd, um, at, at having some of our games in midweek. We were talking about Joe McDonough games maybe being midweek before to, for it to be properly promoted because uh, it's so competitive at the weekends with the, the Sam Maguire and Lee McCarthy stages. But um, yeah, for sure. And um, 
you know, you, you could have it. But come here, Anthony, like, did you find in those years, like, it was one of the things you were asked there, like, that was it better for the clubs back in those days? Or were there years where you went back to, like, you take the early 90s, like, Clare Castle still had good teams, but was there years where you were beaten, let's say? We had teams up to the mid-2000s. Mid uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but did you might have had a, a, a tough draw. You might have had a, an equivalent yeah, of oh, a because like, sometimes we can romanticise, I think, too, that, oh, it was great. But uh, like I, I interviewed Kevin Donovan before he was the Cork secretary a couple of years ago, and he made the point that we can romanticise how it was for the club hurler back in the day because he said, he said I played junior football and we were gone by every May. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, this notion that, oh, we played with, the, we went back to the club and played all through July and August. Maybe you were in Clare Castle, but I'd say there was... I don't know how yeah. it was going here in Bellier. And- I tell you, like, but Bellier wouldn't have been hardly back up senior at around then. Now, when I'm talking, you know, 1991 on, we'll say, uh, I would have played in my first final. I was a sub in 87. Um, and we won 86, 87, 91, 94, 97, you know. So we had a chance every year, we'll say, for maybe a 10, 12 year period. But I would say to the boys, like, and invariably, of course, until we made the breakthrough with Clare, uh, now we did get to the Monster Finals in 93 and 94. Um, but in the early days of my clear career, we'll say from 89 on, I used to say to the boys, like, it was knockout in clear. I used to say, lads, but Jesus, we'll go all out for this. Oh, we'll really enjoy the summer. <laughs> and that meant Savage Weekends and Lahinch and Kiki yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and taking yeah. off to music festivals and hitting Doolan maybe of a of a Friday yeah. evening and, and uh, totally forgetting about hurling except looking maybe, at Maybe it. with the odd seven aside thrown in the tournament. Like, I mean, because I think Tommy Welch referred to that. And I remember just even in a, in a previous lifetime doing Justin's book. And he, he would actually talk about how you used to have more festivals and tournaments where it was a bit more sociable. You were you were still hurling, just not in a structured county championship. Like, did you did you ha- did you still hurl along with no, parents? No, uh, no, <laughs> and we would enter the Kilmacud uh, sevens, uh, Kieran. And if we were still in the championship, like, and we might have, we might be in the semi final, maybe coming up to the first weekend in in September. But we mightn't be out for three weeks, and there'd be a big debate: would we chance playing the Kilmacud sevens? And we we go up, and we were beaten in a couple of finals in it. But by God, there was other years we went up. And I remember working um, in the bank in Dublin, Fado Fado, one of those years, and and Clare having been beaten. And I would normally come home every Friday night, but the club were gone. And, and uh, we had entered the Croke Sevens and our first round match, the draw was made, we got it out. I don't even think it was email at the time, but we got maybe someone rang someone. And you know, we were playing Rat Downey uh, in the first round. And of course, I was I was living in Dublin for a few months and made my way down to uh, Glenalbin and was standing there with my Clarecastle togs and socks and a tin old t-shirt on me, waiting for the boys. And of course, no mobiles. Uh, and of course, on the Friday night, a few of the lads had said, we might go for one or two pints, but we're on the road now at seven o'clock in the morning. It's like, you know, one or two pints wound up in the Queen's Hotel anyway, as they <laughs> do. And I begged referees and Kilmacud officials, little did I think that I'd know them much better later in life. I begged them to give us another 10, 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, these three or four cars sped in the gates anyway in Stillorgan. And uh, they got togged as quickly as possible. There was a few jerseys thrown out. And I remember the great Stephen Sheedy. uh, Stephen, lining out in midfield with a can of Coke. He... 
he's hurley in his midriff holding it up a can of coke and a bacon sandwich <laughs> as Paul has been thrown in <laughs> and I hadn't even gone out in Dublin which would have been very very attractive back in those days <laughs> and we were a disgrace to be honest I think we gave a walk over to Mullinahone because it would have been something like 40 goals I'd say in the in the 20 minutes is all, is all it was at the time and Jesus uh, um, yeah all we used to go up and did we enjoy the Saturday evenings Starting off in the still organ in, I suppose, uh, straight out of the group. But no, we weren't fit. We weren't ready and uh, had to face back into Mike back. But as I say, like that 96, you know, 96, I remember, of course, as you did, beaten, gone. So you went off and met the boys, uh, met up on the Monday as we did and probably led into Tuesday and woke up, as they'd say in Dublin, as I said in my article last week, in a jocker on the Wednesday to get a phone call from Johnny Callan, the aforementioned Johnny Callan, who was our manager, to say, Dalo, would you go to Riverdance at the weekend on Friday night? Um, Sil Adley was a great player supporter right through our times and so appreciated 95, never thought he'd see it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And it's still held hearty and with us, thank God. And Sil was a very successful businessman and based in Killaloo and it meant so much to him, 95. And he said, Sil would like to bring yourself and Eilish and maybe Sparrow and Helen uh, to Riverdance Friday night. Oh, Jesus, Gal, I says, I, I couldn't cope with Riverdance Friday night. No, how long would that go on for an hour and a half? I says, Jesus, I won't be right for training next Tuesday night. All right, all right. I said, he said, uh, he's actually wants to bring you to uh, Riverdance in Fulham Broadway. Fly you over on Friday evening, <laughs> fly you over on Sunday. And it was in the middle of, I think, the Euros was on in London. At the time, yes. and he, we might we might have the possibility. I think it was Gaza's Euro, was it? The one he flicked yeah. over. And my brother was still alive in London at the time. And I said, oh, Jesus, that's a different ball game, Cal. I ring the missus and see if she's still talking to me. Now, we're only going out together, of course, at the time. I ring, ring Sparrow there while, while I'm making that call. I said, uh, and uh, we hit it off and had a, what a weekend. And I tell you, the longest hour and a half of the yeah. weekend. Was River <laughs> <laughs> Like, just took that era, and that's when I was... I mean, that's how I went to games. And um, then when I started in the examiner, you know, you were covering, I, I, I often remember covering, working at, when you beat Cork in 95, that famous game down in Limerick, you know, where it all turned. But how you would see um, people's summers just gone in 70 minutes, you know? Like, uh, I think there's a great novelty to it this time. It just I saw Des Cattle tweet that, well, maybe we go back to it all this way. I, I, I don't think so. But for a one-off, it could it could be glorious. It could be glorious. It could be. And look, I don't know. I I, I often, you know, to guess, people say, what was the best day of all time? And like for, for us, we would always say the Munster final in 95, you know, because that was the one. We weren't losing all Ireland. That was, that was the one we couldn't get over. But the most memorable day I ever hurled was certainly that day going into Limerick. And I've been overcoated on this, I suppose, at this stage that... Look, man, you know, we yeah. used to go past Ivan's and the pub mm. there, the great Davin Arms on the left. How it's an Aldi or a little now, I'll never know because I always thought that place was an absolute gold mine. Um, but we couldn't see the tarmac at them on the road with people, you know, and obviously the, the, the guards had to try and free the bus to go up along. But look, man, famously catching the microphone in front of the old Glenn's coach and saying, Look out, lads. Don't be afraid to look out. He says, this is what your father and your grandfather told you about. This is the Munster Championship. And by Jesus, like I had a fine head of hair back then, Kieran, 
I tell you, and, so and he hairs on the back of your neck or standing like, and yeah, you, you either embraced it and and or you shit yourself. And I think we, we all embraced it, and and we lost to a great Limerick team, you know, who possibly could have won two All Irelands, and we could have lost the two All Irelands, you know. That was uh, that was just the look of the the soul, the very tightness of it all, you know, at the time. And I think, yeah, you're right. For one glorious maybe autumn, I think if we went for it and, and had it, I I I think you know I'd love if there was a back door. I'd be fearful that that wouldn't be the case. Maybe not even All Ireland semi finals and still have a Munster final and a Leinster final, you know. And the winners with Galway now in Leinster, that the winners would go straight to an All Ireland final. Do you know that we'd skip the semi finals yeah, one year? That yeah, might be a possibility. Wow, wow, you know, and you'd wow. still have Munster champions and Leinster champions. Ah, sure, look at. With so much time in our hands these days, walking around the two kilometers and back again and over again and back again, <laughs> but you're fiddling around with everything. And look at lads, I suppose we, we're coming up to nearly 40 minutes now, and, and we got so many brilliant questions in from people. You know, um, lots of lots of mates of mine. I know Colin Higgins had a few questions there, uh, so had Mike Flynn and Limerick, so had Vinnie Sheedy. Um, I think there was great ones from, from um. Aidan O'Sullivan there in the Piercig. Patrick Connolly had a great one about maybe how we might think about it for, for next week. How maybe some of the Joe McDonough counties, can they make that step up? How can they make it, that step step up? I think Aidan had another great one as well about when and can the Dubs win in All-Ireland in Hurlan? And I would have been maybe close to maybe hopefully achieving that in my time. And that was one of the things I was going to talk about today. And of course, we so totally got sidetracked with what everyone is so interested in the moment. And and as John said before he had to go, like just like to give people that bit of hope and you know, something to look forward to. I think it's massive. Um I was also going to throw in the quick caveat one about which press boxes do the best grub. I think we'll hold that as well because uh, the new Parky Keeve are really putting their hand up on that front I think with the little hot food and that stuff I'd just like to answer one Larry that came up there from a guy called Ronan Gilson and I don't know him he seems to be based in Kerry I would have thought it was a great meat name but he, he asked um, who caused a row 29 years ago in another 21 final between Kirkcastle and Wolf Tones and I'm going to say Ronan I don't know who caused the row but I know myself and Pat O'Rourke from Wolf Tones my great pal were the two that got sent off at the end of it. Uh, and it was a brilliant drawn game. And the punishment, by God, when you think about lads, things that were done mad back in the day, and some lads on that, both of those teams, never hurled really afterwards. Might have played a small bit of intermediate or that, or junior. But some of them didn't go on to make senior club. But the punishment was, because I was fullback for the Clare 21s, and Paddy O'Rourke was the centre-back for the Clare 21s outside me, and the punishment was instead of the automatic two weeks, right? And it was a riot nearly of a row. It was the only time I was ever sent off in a game. I've a couple of controversial incidents, all right, later in life. But uh, the only time I was ever sent off, and they decided the punishment was, I think, because it would have had to be a month, definitely, of the suspension because of the magnitude of the row. And the match was finished, actually, now, and they wound up a draw. But they decided in their wisdom because the Clare 21s were that powerful with the management being of Seamus Durek, Gerlock Nan, Johnny Callanan. Uh, all these guys were, were the management and we had big ambitions to try and win it in that year or the following year with, with good teams on paper anyway that myself and Pat would just serve the two weeks um, so we'd be back to play against Waterford on the Wednesday night fortnight and 
there would be no replay of the Under-21 Championship. And if you look at the role of honour now, if you go to the Under-21 final, when it, if it gets to be played this year, you'll see 1990, no final. And by God, Ronan, was there a final? I don't know how you heard about it. Were you there? Were you living in Clare? I don't know. But that's the answer. Who caused the row? Uh, it was either me or Pat O'Rourke anyway <laughs> it was my third under 21 final in a row uh, and my last year under 21 Pat had one more year to go and we had lost the previous two and I was beginning to get frustrated I will admit <laughs> so, so maybe I'll take the blame there Ronan if you really need to know but uh, that's one question I just wanted to get out of the way and we don't want those sort of questions anymore even though we'll knock a bit of crack out of them if they come up but there's great questions there about who would you like to hit the free, the last free to win county final or an Ireland final at the moment? Uh, you know, as I said about the dubs, about the weaker counties, uh, your most memorable club game scene or playing in. And there's fantastic stuff there, lads. And, and as Larry will put up this podcast today, I think we would ask you to throw more questions out there because we just don't know how long uh, this is going to last. But like I've really enjoyed uh, this 44 or five minutes we've had. We kind of said we'd keep them to a half an hour, but when we start rabbiting, Kieran, as you probably have listened to these a few, especially if Mark Landers rejoined us, <laughs> we'd be back up the hour in, in no time. Um, well, great stuff having you, Kieran, and I hope you all stay safe over there in Ballier and, and Clandigad. Yeah, yeah, even the Clare Castle people too, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. you're going to you're going to give us that even in these times, are you? Actually, it was um, the last game. With the Camogie team, uh, was we were down in Clare Castle a, a few weeks ago. Uh, we were down in the field playing there, and um, yeah, we we hope to be having those games. We've been talking. Yeah, how, well, how well, how well we can join up in the Camogie, Kieran? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's another story. That's another forty-five minutes at least, Anthony. We'll that's that another forty-five minute chat. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks folks for listening and I hope it brightens up a few minutes of your walks or your your commute to work and we look at first of all I want to say those people out there on the front line lads you're you're the heroes we're, we're talking hurling um, uh, we didn't even mention how the football championship might be run off Kieran you have a few ideas on that I, I'm going to ignore those for the time being but uh, yeah you can imagine the whole the whole chaos there with counties like dual counties like Clare been a great dual county now and 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 just I suppose Colin Collins was so looking forward we had him as a guest one of the days I don't know if you heard it he was superb on the show with us and what a win they had above in Cavan and looking forward to Fermanagh when the whole thing was all of a sudden shut down and uh, the great chance of staying up there so look at there are all things we we'll get to uh, in the next few weeks and just uh, people to to thank Larry again as always Larry uh, thanks a million for for facilitating us here and Squadcast is what we're on at the moment, Larry. I, I, you're, you're teaching me so much, Larry, about technology as well uh, and, and and all the things we can do instead of just talking shite into a microphone below in Assumption Road in Cork on a Monday morning. Uh, it might be the way forward. You might suggest to Tony Lean we could sit at home and do this on a Monday morning anymore. <laughs> but uh, no, we do enjoy the, the spins home from Cork and all, all the crack that goes with it, lads, and meeting up with everybody. And I suppose we'd all like to be in contact again and, and a cup of coffee in the canteen down there. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we will be soon. Somebody out there come up with a, a vaccine, lads, will you? Uh, and get us back hurling uh, as soon as we can. Uh, thanks a million uh, for tuning in, folks. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week with the help of God. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 